see right now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. Let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboys fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this Oh, team. I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball, they try very hard to ruin it. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it to his face. This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Northeast Professional Sports Show. I'm your host, Mac, with your co-host, Sonia Pearson, uh, Carolina Panthers representative. Of course, we have Pags here, the Philly sports guy. And we'll be having other who's popping in as we get going on. In fact, here's one right now. We got the sauce god. Anthony's in with us today. Hey, you guys hear me clearly? Yes, we can, Anthony. Good good evening. How you doing today? Well, I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk football. Um, happy to be back on the show again. You know, thanks for having right. me, guys. Uh, no problem. We, we should have... Uh, our uh, New York Jets representative, C.J. Simone, coming in, too, with all his happiness about his New York Jets. So that should be fun. So we always start off with the, the, the team with the best record, and that's, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles. Didn't have a good game. They ended up uh, losing to the San Francisco 49ers, 42-19. to And me and Pax talked about this earlier on another show. It seemed like they ran out of gas in the second half, Pags, uh, playing – very tough teams, and also playing a lot of games in a row. Uh, within 14 days, I think they played three games, and they couldn't stop the 49ers in the second half backs. No, they were tired. Yeah, it was absolutely a – you know, they they just didn't have it. Uh, they played everything in the first quarter. Uh, I think that it, when you get into the playoffs and everybody's had the same amount of games, the same amount of time – I think that what the first quarter looked like is probably more indicative of what you'd see for a full game. You know, but oh, oh, 49ers played a good game. They had this yes. circled on their calendar, and they wanted to win, and they won. Yes, yes, they did. In fact, they had six drives in a row uh, for touchdowns. Um, Brock Purdy passed for over 300 yards. Uh Debo Samuels backed up his mouth. He had a few, a couple touchdowns. And, of course, McCaffrey ran for a touchdown, and he ran for almost 100 yards. Um, Pags, you, you, who do you got coming up next week on the schedule? Well, I leave for Dallas on Friday. So okay. I would think that uh, the Cowboys would be the next one on my schedule. And then uh, right after that, I come, I think I'm going from Dallas to Seattle. Wow. All right. So the Philly sports guy will be busy upcoming over the over the week, the next two weeks here. Pags, Dallas, if they win this game, you guys are tied with three losses apiece. Dallas still has some tough games coming ahead of them. Uh, your schedule kind of gets a little easier. Buffalo will be playing Dallas as Sauce is playing to himself. Uh, they got the Dolphins coming up. So it's going to be uphill time for the Cowboys to kind of stay with you guys. 
Uh, yes, I think it's going to be a challenge for them. I also think it's going to be a challenge for the 49ers. I mean, obviously, they got a real tough game this week against Seattle, and then they have the Ravens coming in. So they're not you know, guaranteed to get the number one seed. I think the Eagles are still the number one seed uh, favorite. Right. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um Anybody else got anything to say about the Eagles sauce? Uh, Sonia, you guys got any thoughts about the Eagles and what's going on with them? I just think the Eagles um, need to be kind of on upset alert throughout. They've been exposed a couple times, and they've also had a close call uh, with the Bills. Um, I personally like the Eagles. You know, definitely think they have what it takes to go all the way, but – uh, with San Francisco and even with Dallas being a close contender, especially with um, the way their run game is looking, I just think that um, the Eagles need to be vigilant and they need to definitely tighten up in their practices during, you know, their their warm-ups um, back at their stadium or whatever when they're not playing. And I feel like um, they like everybody has their number. Like I said, I definitely see them going all the way but they need to remain vigilant going forward, especially this time of the season when it's um, basically make or break for the season. Okay. All right. What do you think, Sauce? So as far as, you know, where we talk, we, are we talking basically, you know, the best teams at this point or what I think of the Bills, you know, going forward with their schedule? Because, I mean, I want to get into that at some point, obviously. But, uh, uh, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're down on the list a little bit. Well, I think you're next, actually, because you're the best team because the Giants stink and so do the Carolina Panthers. We're uh, you know, there's, only one, there's only one team that actually plays in New York, and I'm pretty sure that everybody needs to know that right like right, right, right from the start. So uh, I got to say, though um, – Man, I like I, I like the way the Bills played against Philadelphia, but Philadelphia is really just a, a really, really, really good team. And, I mean, I know they just lost to the Niners, uh, and I know everybody's talking about their upcoming matchup against the, Cow- you know, against the Cowboys or whatever, but I think the Eagles just find ways to win games, and they have, you know, experience. They, they just were in the Super Bowl. Um, getting back to the Super Bowl is obviously a hard thing to do, you know, repeating, even just to get there two times, regardless of winning, but... Um, I still think the Eagles at this point are the team to beat. I think that Brock Purdy is really playing really good for the 49ers, sure, but um, I saw him struggle for three weeks, and that was something that people weren't really accustomed to seeing because he had such a great start to his career. Uh, I think that he's got – really he's got to have more experience to solidify himself for me to be the guy that's going to really run the division for uh, uh, for the NFC West and as well as the conference of the NFC, so – uh, the Bills at this moment, though, man, I'll tell you what, I, I, there's just so much going on with them that's got me so disappointed, all the news with Vaughn Miller and all this and that, but, you know, we'll get into that as well, so. Yeah, the only thing you, uh, I'm I want to say I just, right now, the last thing I'm going to say before we move on from the Eagles uh, is that when I think of what's going on right now, even with Dallas and a little bit with the 49ers, it makes me wonder if they're peaking a little early. You know, it's like they had their they had their little dry spell with the Niners, and then have started to come up again, and thinking that maybe they played their best game last week. And you know, as we move forward, the Eagles have still yet to play their best game. So I, I think that you know it, it's time for them to start to put it all together. 
obviously, because it's getting closer and closer to playoff time. However, you know, we've played a very difficult schedule up to this point. To this point, we have played the hardest schedule in the NFL. So the only thing the only thing I want the only thing I want to say, Pags, before moving on, we, we're going to go to the Bills next, is the defensive backfield right now. I think they're they're 29th in the in the league in the defensive backfield and in the red zone, uh, giving up touchdowns. And I, you know, you guys, you guys, we. What's that? Yeah, we're 32nd against the pass. Yes, Last time I checked, it and that's something 32. that you know surprised me a little. Bit. That surprised me a little bit because you got two. You got two. You going into the season, you had Bradbury, and I'm trying to remember the other guy off the top of my head right now. I got a brain freeze. Big but play you guys slide. were Very slight. Yes, yes, and then everybody was thinking that you guys have maybe the best uh, pair of uh, defensive backs in the league, and and that kind of is is, is why I think what Sonia says maybe maybe that's where they got to tighten up a little bit is in that defensive backfield, um, and you know Brock. Purdy gets rid of the ball so fast, it's hard to sack him. And you're not going to have that every week. So um, I'm not worried about the Eagles for sure. I I, I know that. Yeah, another, another thing, too, is that Philly's pass rush is still young. You know, that's a bunch of younger guys, you know, first, second-year players. So that's kind of the reason that we're seeing them, them give up uh, so much in the passing game because I think that when it comes down to talent-wise, Philadelphia might have the most complete roster as far as all three phases of football. But – at the moment, it doesn't. It's not showing for it, but I think again, that's just attributed to because they have still a lot of young guys out there. All right, all right. Well, we'll 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 give them the benefit of the doubt there, Pags. All right. So the Buffalo Bills, I think uh, you know Josh Allen is 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 who's criticized the most, uh, maybe the most quarterback criticized in the league. You know, he'll throw interceptions, and 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 they're not talking about the other quarterbacks throwing interceptions almost as much. In fact, I think the Eagles quarterback Hurts has almost as many interceptions as Josh Allen does this year, but they really don't get on him that much. They they're all, and I think it's because the Eagles are so complete, right? They got a good running game uh, when it's fired up. They got the great offensive line, the great defensive line, and it seems like it all rests on Josh Allen's shoulders. Which is 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 I don't care how great a quarterback you are, if that's all you're dependent on is one player on that offense to make plays for you, running and passing. Uh, I think they should cut him a little slack now in that sauce. And my thing is just I, I don't understand all of the, the you know, so much criticism of him. Because if you look at it, even Patrick Mahomes is having what we would consider a down year for Pat Mahomes. And the narrative isn't even close to the same. It's it's just never going to be that. And I, I I mean, as a Bills fan, obviously, it's, it's incredibly annoying. But even Bills fans are incredibly critical of Josh Allen, too. But I will say, ever since his rookie season – I saw his first preseason start, his first regular season start, and I saw him struggle with nobody on offense, basically, and that was where he was running for his life. But he had, he went on a tear during his rookie season, and he was finding ways to win games. And that's when I kind of realized Josh Allen is not really your just pure quarterback. He's more of a football player. He goes out there, and he's, he's going to put his, his body on the line. He's going to put it all on the line. And sometimes it comes up short, and sometimes it creates mistakes. But a shooter's got to shoot. You know, that, that's one thing that we have to understand is that Kobe Bryant has, you know, some of the most missed shots in NBA history, but we talk about him as being one of the best players of all time, right? Because why? He made best the best of, of his opportunities. And yeah. I think that Josh yeah. Allen right now just has to kind of get just a little bit of continuity, and, and then they need to take the lid off of him. And that's what we're kind of seeing a little bit more with Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator. 
My question for you, GM my question for you going, going on is that, all right, so we're talking about Josh Allen, and he's not having the greatest of years. Uh, he's, he's, he reminds me of, like, the, the, the middle years or, you know, I, I dare I say the uh, painkiller years of Brett Favre. But that being said, how much of this is going to be attributed to the head coach and how how hot is that seat? So that's my thing is that, I mean, I, I love Sean McDermott. Obviously, he came into a franchise that had no sort of winning culture and he completely revamped it and turned it around in his first year, got him to the playoffs. And I will forever be thankful for Sean McDermott. But I do wonder if he has hit his ceiling because at times I feel like I'm watching and I'm going back and, kind of looking back at some of these games where it's come down to some, you know, just critical plays in the last few moments. And it seems like Sean McDermott doesn't coach to win. He coaches to not lose. And that's just not what you need. You have to have more of an alpha male mentality on the field. That's exactly what's going to win you football games. You can be great, but if you want to be elite, you have to know that you're the best team on the football field. And that's it. just at times I don't understand with Sean McDermott, but I don't necessarily know if the seat is hot just because the Bills are still in a sort of, decent position to maybe make the playoffs and if they get in the playoffs then we'll talk you know but I, I from what I've heard is that he's at least not going to be fired for this year I uh, know at least coach for next year too I mean they just uh, they re, uh, extended him in the offseason too so okay do, do you blame the GM of the Bills at all um, I mean they you know you know you need a, you need that offensive line to project Josh Allen they really haven't done that the running back situation is a little bit better you guys got one wide receiver that can burn you. You got Dinks there. You really don't have that second wide receiver. Uh, and your defense, after those injuries, has fallen way off. And I blame the defense more than I blame Josh Allen, uh, Allen sauce. I, I think they're the ones that are giving up uh, giving up the games here. They had a shot to stop, you know, to, to stop. In a couple games, they had a shot to stop stop the other teams, and they didn't. So do you, do you think that GM uh, – should be should be held responsible for this stuff. I mean, when it comes down to it, if you don't win a Super Bowl, everybody should be held accountable. And that's when, you know, you have to understand that you, you can't just be a nice guy. You, you like him because he got you to the playoffs, yada, yada. But you want to win a Super Bowl, then it makes you kind of wonder. But I think that Brandon Bean is a good general manager. I understand that people maybe look at the Von Miller signing now and think it was kind of a bad signing. But all I'm saying is that he's, he's done somewhat decent in the draft. He's made some – He's made some good choices. I mean, he drafted Josh Allen. He he moved up to get Josh Allen and then got Tremaine Edmonds, too. Brandon Bean has done an exceptional job as general manager. My biggest thing is I don't necessarily want to put the blame on the defense because I think the defense, with all the injuries they have, Matt Milano, one of the best linebackers in football, who literally can swallow up the middle of the field and do a lot of things for you, he's not on the football field, then you can't exactly expect you know your defense to play lights out every game. But they've made plays to where the offense could come back and at least move the football and put points on the board. But they have it. And that's exactly what this Bills team, what's different about this Bills team is in 2020, this offense was more fluent and it just was more efficient. And now it seems like we sometimes struggle to score. So I just don't put a lot of it on the defense. I, I think a lot of it's got to be attributed to, I don't, I don't, I don't talk about officiating because at the end of the day, you got to make plays when you got to make plays, regardless of terrible officiating. But injuries is a big part of it too. I don't want to put a, you know, a, a blame on that either, but, it does make a big difference when you don't have your all-pro caliber guys, especially Matt Milano, Travis White, and you know and such. So, uh, offensive line, though, no, I think they're they're doing a decent job revamping. They drafted Osiris Torrance. Um, 
they just kind of get a little unlucky too because Spencer Brown, their right tackle, got injured. But they got it. They got a few pieces that they definitely got to do uh, to make you know to make this uh, this team more viable. So you guys are now you're you're in, you're still in the wild card race, no doubt. Miami. It looks like it looks like uh, he is. Uh, it looks like Miami is going to win that division, and 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 they're playing really well right now. Their their games are going to be a little tough uh, coming up too. So um, you know. I, the AFC is a very competitive conference. It's a little bit more competitive than the NFC. I know. I know we got some teams that are on the edge in the NFC, but really, you've got you've got some. Uh, I say six teams that that have a shot at winning, uh, going to a championship this year. I'll even put the te- Texans in there. I think they, I think they're playing outstanding ball. And if they get hot, uh, who knows? But uh, anyway, so the Bills are second place. The Eagles are in first. Dallas is the second. Let's go to the Panthers who are in what place on you? What, what place are the Panthers in? Well, I guess we got to go to the Giants first. If they go, <laughs> if we're going in order of, of I know you guys want to stink worse than, than Carolina. No. That's the best pick. Yes. Yeah, well, well, yeah. Good. We don't have a pick, but, remember? So it's, it's a mood issue for us to even try to go 32nd right now or, or anything. Um, because the pick is is a gift to Chicago anyway. Um, the Panthers' woes continue. We are one and eleven. And uh, look, my sister's on to to give the smiley face. She's a Cowboys fan. Uh, so shout out to Anissa Jones. That's a shame. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I'm I'm so disappointed in the Panthers, who are now one and eleven. Um, on top of that, in an NFC matchup, as if it mattered, but it's, at a minimum, we could have beat some NFC contenders. In last week's game, um, former Panther Baker Mayfield, former Cleveland Baker Mayfield, um, also matched up against him. Brian Burns gets himself ejected because he punched after Mike Evans' score. Um, and the saga just continues. The frustration is mounting. Um, people feel and... I personally feel that getting rid of Frank Wright was not the solution to the issue. And um, Panthers fans are irate. The O-line continues to disintegrate. And Bryce Young was quoted today as literally saying he thanks God for his protection because of all the sacks that he's taken this year. Um, some people have the no- the notion and say, well, if we had taken C.J. Stroud and Bryce went to Houston, we'd be looking at a different Bryce. I do believe that it would be a different Bryce given a different organization, but I do not believe that if CJ Stroud came to Carolina, there would be a difference um, as far as the sacks. I do believe that given the physicality and the difference in, in size, for lack of a better comparison, that CJ Stroud would have been able to pull out maybe an additional win or two. Um, the Panthers go on the road against two back-to-back NFC South matchups coming up, the New Orleans Saints this Sunday followed by the Atlanta Falcons. And um, I honestly think that we probably will get swept by both um, of those teams, unless the coaches have pity on us and decide to put their C squad in notice. I'm not saying B squad, but their practice squad, basically, maybe if they do that against our O line, uh, we could possibly get a win, but I will say on Sunday and in other games, we did look, comparable to other teams until we started to eat ourselves alive with the the also god of penalties that plagues some of the teams in the league so um we're one and eleven and um 
I think it's really like a GM problem, to be honest with you. Um, we have the worst stats in, in a lot of divisions. Our defense is now even starting to falter. Um, we're zero and eight in the conference, zero and seven on the road, one and four, that nice gift that I really, in all honesty, believe CJ just gave it to Bryce as a gift. Like, Hey man, I see you're struggling. Here's a win on me that I literally feel that way. I felt that way from the time. And, um, I'm just not a, a happy fan with the Panthers right now, but it's still my team. And, um, it's a really, really dark season for us. Well, Sonia, um, Last week, you guys, you guys had a decent game, right? You guys played. You stayed within the points. Um, you only lost by three, and you had your interim coach that just came in. And maybe, just maybe, this this keeps it keeps it rolling where you play even better. You're going up against the New Orleans Saints without Derek Carr. You've got an interception machine at quarterback there, and so you know if your defense, if you can get some turnovers, I, I was really impressed a little bit with with. Uh, Ruba Hubbard, uh, number twenty-six, kind of reminds me of Rob Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, reminds me reminds me of uh, Rob Carpenter from the Giants way back when, with the same number twenty-six. Strong, strong kid, got good hands, uh, had a good game. In fact, I think he was a FedEx Ground uh, Player of the of the Week. Um, run the ball against the Saints uh, and and set up that play action. Your defense holds up. I think you guys can even beat the Saints this week. I guess I would feel that way, but the trickster, Mr. Taysom Hill, always comes in with a bag of tricks. You don't know if he's quarterbacking or wide receiving or tight end or even punting. You just never know what you're going to get with him. And um, I, I'm at this point, I'm, I'm always an optimist, but the realism is taking over at this point in the season that I really feel like people are, especially in the team, on the, excuse me, in the division, are really like, yeah, let's kick them while they're down. Um, let's get out not only the brooms and sweep them, but let's get the mops also and just mop up the whole floor while we have them down there. And um, Chris Tabor did a phenomenal job filling in with the coaching. He comes from special teams, and now he's um, interim head coach, as well as they got rid of, uh, you know, Deuce Staley, the quarterback coach. And I don't know. I really feel like it's a temper issue. And a lot of people are saying that it's a temper issue. Um the rumor is uh, two rumors that if Jim Harbaugh comes to the NFL, that the Panthers will highly court him, which I'd be happy about that because he probably um, is definitely in my book, one of the highest uh, college coaches and former NFL coach to come back that could possibly save us and get us together. And the other rumor is if Bill Belichick gets that sit down with the commissioner and he's told, you know, Hey, you may need to bow out gracefully. We're going to give you one more chance. They may send him to the South, and Tepper is rumored to have even given uh, Belichick the same powers if he were the GM if he comes to the South. Right now, the Panthers and Patriots are literally battling for the um, the power rankings as worst team this week going into the Week 14. So I'm not happy, but I um, appreciate all the sentiments and sympathies. <laughs> So Rick, Rick has a question for you. What's going on with Adam T? He started hot and faded. I oh, So first of all, Rick, thanks for your question. I don't really think he faded. I think it's a lack of targets. I think that Adam T has, you know, he's really saved us, so to speak. I love him. I loved him as a Viking. Um, he's a trusty, but I think Bryce just has not been able to target him as much or has not targeted him, for lack of a better word. Maybe there was um, there were a couple of times that it looked like he was doubled in coverage, and so he wasn't targeted. 
Or let's just be honest, that O-line collapsed so quick that Bryce was not able to get the pass off to him. But I don't think Adams faded at all. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Maybe he steps it up with this next divisional matchup coming up on Sunday. I saw Sauce smiling when you said the Patriots are tied for one of the worst teams yeah. in the league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, hey, believe me, if, if the Patriots lose, it's going to be at least half a good day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the Patriots a little bit. Keith ain't laying in here to, to, uh, to uh, you know, kind of uh, hold his head as he talks about the Patriots. Listen, they still got one of the better defenses in the league. Uh, Mac Jones, I guess, will be starting again for him. I, well, Zappi, I think, is snap, starting again this week for him. Sorry. Zappi is a little bit uh, is a little bit stronger of arm. He gets rid of the ball faster than, than Mac Jones does. I really don't know what's going to happen to Mac Jones uh, next year. I, I don't think he'll be with the Patriots. I don't know. I don't care who the head coach is over there. They definitely got to draft a quarterback. And, uh, you know, normally their offensive line is a lot better than than it's been. So, uh, you know, if, if Bill Belichick moves on, I think he will. Pags and me thought of think he's probably going to the Chargers is where he's probably going to go if he wants to if he wants to have a team that's ready, almost ready to go to the Super Bowl with that quarterback and the talent on both sides of the ball. If he does stay in, uh, we don't think he'll be in with with uh, the Patriots next year. So, um, you know, I, I listen, the Patriots. I don't know what to say between them, the Jets and the Giants, uh, you know, all three of the teams up here aren't doing too well. But let's get to the Giants. I, there's some hope for them. They've won two games in a row. The DeVito Express is is, is running hot right now. Um, uh, you know, and, and you know, they got Saquon Barkley. Whenever you have Saquon Barkley there, I mean, the guy is, is a weapon and he can catch and, and run with the ball. He can he can wear you down by the second half. The Giants' defense have created nine turnovers in the last two games. Their defense is playing a lot better right now than it did in the beginning of the year. They, they're taking the advantage of those turnovers and, and turn them into points. So um, Hyatt, he was the, uh, the NFC Rookie of the Week, had a big game last week. Uh, their tight end is starting to come. Bellinger is starting to play well again. And, uh, you know, listen, I think, I, you know, Green Bay is playing really well right now. And uh, Jordan Love is playing a lot better. I think you get some pressure on him. You can get some inter interceptions, turn them over, and maybe convert them into scores. I think the Giants are going to give the, the Green Bay Packers everything they can handle this week. I don't know if they'll win or not. I think they'll cover this. I think they'll come in under the six-point spread. If DeVito can can run around a little bit and, and make some big throws, we got a shot. The only thing I don't like about DeVito as Pags is waiting to jump on this, is that he holds the ball too long. And they say, well, he'd rather take a sack than throw than, than the throw interception. Throw the ball away. I don't know what's so hard about throwing the ball away. It's, it's like he's he's scared to do that. Get rid of the ball. Why take a 20-yard sack instead of instead of uh instead of not throwing the ball? I don't get that. So um Green Bay six and six, the Giants have moved moved ahead of Washington. And to me, uh, you know, I, I, if Saquon Barkley can do his thing, we got a shot at Green Bay Pags. No, you don't. You don't got any shot at Green Bay at all. So I, 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 I was going to let you just live your dream, you know, be, be happy about the fact you won two games in a row. But take out the Commanders game, which really, if you took out the, you know, really 14 points out of that, 
you know, because there was 31 points, uh, 14 points of that was really through turnovers, 17 points there, 10 points there, 17 points the week before, six points the week before. Your magic number really is 18. If the other team scores 18 points, you're going to lose. And that's really the that's really the bottom line with that. Your team stinks, and you can't score points. My expectation is is that uh, Danny DeVito will look more like he did in Taxi than he does in uh, you know Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he's going to look he's going to throw a lot more picks, and just it's going to look like a uh, you know more like the Giants of early in the season rather than later, you know, more later. Well, than that's good. That's a, little, uh, a big talk from a guy that team that just got killed. Who's not the number one record? He started with me because I'm a number one record. So you can bet, bet, bet who you want at the bottom of the division where you belong. I don't care. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Joe Joe Barry has turned that Packers defense around, and so um, if for no other reason. Um, they're now in the top 10 position. Um, you know, Joe Barry was hated amongst even his own, you know, the own team. They wanted him gone, but now looks like they're making a turnaround. So I'd have to agree with Pags on this one. You got to watch out for that Packers D all day. So good luck to you, though, Mac. Yeah, listen, I, I'll take all the luck I could get. Join us right now from Weapons Hot Mission Briefs. I, he's all in his he's all in his chemical gear, ready to fight. Uh, I don't think he's fighting for the Jets this week, though. And I, I think me and him might get into it a little bit this week because of, of how bad he, he jumped over Zach Wilson. Welcome in, CJ Simone. How you doing, CJ? I am doing well. Thank you so much for uh, having me on this evening. Again, apologies for being late. I'd like to say good evening to uh, the panel. So, and to you too, Pags, over there. Especially. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> So, so CJ, I know you haven't mean, meant this is hot sauce uh, from the Buffalo Bills, Anthony uh, Bomosadu. Am I saying it right, Anthony? Uh, no, 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 no. It's Bomosudo. Bomosudo, I think it is. And of course, at the top, thank you, Bomosudo, a good Italian. Paisan, yeah. And we got at the oh, top. Oh, yeah, Capisci Paisano. Yeah, we got at the top, we got, uh, we got Sonia Pearson. Who's representing very well the the uh, the Panthers? She's she's predicted that they're going to win the remainder of the game. I don't know if you heard that or not, but she says they're going to. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I am well. It's a pleasure to meet you both. You as well, thank you. All right, so what do you want to know? You want to know about the Zach Wilson so, CJ. drama? Uh, uh, I mean, you know. okay. Listen, I listen to your rant. I listen to your rant. I listen to your rant. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mac. You listen to my rant about Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead, Pat. <laughs> All right. Oh, about, oh. about Zach Wilson. Yes. Come on. I listen to your rant about Yes. Zach Wilson, you're saying he's under contract. He's gotta play. Blah blah. Listen, if I was Zach Wilson, I wouldn't want to play for you guys either. You guys have dropped him the third. You've benched him twice. Then you put him back in. The kid has no blocking whatsoever. He gets knocked around. He's forced to fumble. He's throwing the ball out, out, sheer, out of fear that he's going to get killed. And if I was Zach Wilson, I'd tell you guys, go go get lost also. Well, I'll tell you. 
here's the thing though. Yeah, CJ. The way that the story first came out was that he basically gave the organization the middle finger and was like, nah, I'm good because you benched me for these other two monkeys in front. Now, we all saw how bad Tim Boyle right. was, and Trevor Simeon, Simeon was no better. All right. But the bottom line is, is that it was well known within the building that Zach Wilson did not want to go in. But the problem, the problem with the entire story was, if the Jets organization was transparent about what Zach Wilson actually said, which was he didn't want to go in because he's afraid of getting hurt. Now, he was given that from multiple sources that have confirmed this, including Diana Rossini, who went on the Michael K show yesterday and who, who very well shed the, shed the light, put the entire Jets organization on blast, which is exactly what they should do. So right. this was a well-known fact within the building. And the fact that now you're not going to start Trevor Simeon, you're going to go straight back to Zach Wilson after you bench the guy, it makes the Jets organization look small. It makes them look disorganized. It makes them look Bush League. And now when you have to have your 40-year-old free agent quarterback who just got here 20 minutes ago, okay, basically have to come in and be the adult in the room between Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, Nate Hackett, and all of the coaches to say, we need to stop these leaks getting out because this is something that should have been taken care of in-house. And I 100% agree with him. Now, here's the thing. At first, when the story came out, he really went after Diana, um, uh, Diana Rossini. So I, I honestly think, in my own opinion, A-Rob should reach out and uh, apologize to Diana off the record for all of that. Because... She had multiple sources, and everybody knows that the Athletic is owned by the New York Times. So her story was 100% legit. But even if she would have gotten it from the janitor, again, it was a well-known fact that Zach Wilson does not want to play for the New York Jets anymore because they simply do not want him, and they don't want him, and now he doesn't want them. But here, here's, the, here's the thing, here's the glowing factor that everybody seems to to leave out. We're not talking about a Zach Wilson who had multiple games of going out there and showing why he was the second overall pick. We're not talking about a Zach Wilson who commands the offense and he's screaming at his receivers and his offensive line to go out there and to give their all. This is not somebody who the Jets offensive line, the Jets wide receiving core, the Jets running backs, and quite frankly, the Jets coaches are willing to run through a wall for. They're not. The kid does not inspire confidence. He doesn't. He goes out. He acts like a wet sock. He mopes on the sideline. He's constantly got his face in the tablet. Doesn't want to take accountability when it's his fault, which we saw last year, why he got benched. So that's another immature sign. This kid, bottom line, is not cut out for the NFL. Point blank, period, the end. And you know I what? Blame this Jet- on the, I blame this all on the team, though. Everything yes. you said, everything you said, yep. I blame 100% on the team. That yep, team, I agree. The ownership, I agree. They, they ruined him. They ruined Geno Smith. They ruined Sam Darnold. 
Do you want me to keep going? The New yeah, York they, they, Jets have a graveyard for NFL yeah. quarterbacks. Well, Zach Wilson's stats kind of speak for themselves as well, um, gentlemen. I know that he's been inconsistent, but for him at the most to only have two touchdowns in a game. Um, if you look at the, the record throughout this season, he only had 140 yards in a September game against Buffalo. The most recent game, he only had 81 yards against another matchup with Buffalo on November 19th for one touchdown, which dropped his ranking, excuse me, his rating to only 57.9%. So he goes from that from October 1st when he had 105.2% of a rating and 245 yards and two touchdowns. The the organization probably ruined him, but I agree. Um, it's the quarterback carousel. When you continuously maneuver around quarterbacks, you make him think, hey, we're going to go court Aaron Rodgers. We're going to get him in here. And now that Rodgers is injured, oh, we still want you. But he was on his way out then. Then Aaron assumes the mentee position while he's out healing up from a surgery. And now all of a sudden Aaron's back in the practice window, may be back, may take a down. We don't know. But now Zach's back again, possibly being put on the back shelf. Even though Aaron may physically not take it down, it's just the mentality of it. Just to know that, hey, Rodgers is back, and I'm probably going to be put back on the shelf not to be played with anymore. It's like an old toy. Once that glee goes off from Christmas, your kids open all the gifts, and they're done with them. In a couple of weeks, they don't know where they are. They can't find them, and the joy is gone. Well said. Well, well said. Sauce, let me, let me get you in that. here. Let me get Sauce in here because I, you know, something. Let me get Sauce in here. Sauce, you're, you're sitting there quietly saying, "I love this." The Patriots and the Jets—they're—they're they're all messed up. And listen, let me ask you a question, Sauce. If your coach came to Josh Allen, well, came, say you're the quarterback, comes to you and says, "Guess what? You're sitting down for this guy that used to." be with the Green Bay Packers. He knows Hackett's system. Yeah, all right, I'll sit down. Then he come back and he throw this guy Simeon in there from the Denver Broncos who absolutely stinks and sits you down again. Moves you to the third third string. Then he comes back and he says, okay, um we, we we're getting rid of we're getting rid of this guy. He's no good. He threw two interceptions. So you're back at number one again. I mean what what incentive do you have to play for this organization now? I wouldn't play for him. I say screw you. And guess what, Salah? Get a pair of Cuyunos. Cuyunis over there. You know, have, have something about you, man. You let the players last year going around but with T-shirts saying, um, what was it, Mike White or whoever the hell the quarterback was then. Mike White, we, yeah. We, we Mike support White. Mike White. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what are you talking about? The coaches, the coach has no no. Nothing about him. And why would Zach Wilson want to play for that team? I mean, really, to me, Zach Wilson should have no inside. They, they traded for Aaron Rodgers. They traded the house to go and get Aaron Rodgers, which basically said, you're not the guy. Even though we drafted you, we moved up all those picks to go and draft you just to make the headlines for, you know, banging his best friend's mom or whatever it was. That's the only thing that he's ever done to make any headlines other than sucking at football. But I'll say this. I understand it from his standpoint, you know, why Why do I want to go back in there for a, a team that doesn't obviously have any sort of belief in me? The locker room doesn't believe in him. And that goes back to even last year. The, the locker room was in favor of Mike White. And, I mean, hey, Mike White played decent football. I'm just saying. But when you don't have the locker room, you don't have the faith of your coach, 
you don't have the faith of your fan base, you're not going to want to play for that team again, especially if you still are young. He still is, you know, a, a pretty good athlete. And I've seen Zach Wilson make some throws, make some plays. But it, why would you want to go back in for a franchise that doesn't even want to invest them, invest in you at all? So why would you invest your time or your health and what you could make for your future, what possibly with another team? Who knows? You, you never know. He could go to another team and maybe play some football. Very unlikely, but I'm just saying. I understand the standpoint. Yeah, but I, and I tell you, but I, I, everything that you just said, I 100% agree with all the way up to the point that that's still the coaches and the organization's situation to resolve. That the coach should have gotten, you're right, should have got a set of balls and said, hey, take the T-shirts off. I don't care. Is this guy still a teammate? And then the yes. organization should have jumped in and find everybody who was wearing the T-shirts. Yes. And they should be yes. there right now saying, you ain't playing, you're going. I can get some USFL players that are here. You don't need to make any money here. You can go out there because you, you do play for the Jets. And nobody wants any of our players because we can't score touchdowns and stink. So, like, if it was the defense, it's one thing. But the offense, nobody wants any of those players. So go ahead and do whatever and go get the USFL team in there. At least there, you know that they're going to try. But the fact that everybody's quit on this kid, I hope this kid goes to, like, I'm trying to think of where he's going to wind up at. My thought is he's going to wind up somewhere in, like, you know, Jackson. Canadian Football League? Pass. Pass. He needs to go to the CFL. This is the perfect opportunity for him to take the Doug Flutie route. Because you know what? Everybody seems to forget that when Doug Flutie came into the league, he sucked too. What did he do? He went to the CFL. Do you know what? He became a god in Canada. Then he came back down to the NFL. Do you know what? There were teams tripping over themselves to sign this guy. This is what Zach Wilson needs to do. I've actually compared Doug Flutie to Bryce Young as well. Um, same type of start and everything. And so, yeah, I totally agree no, no. on that comment, Doug Flutie. My thing is, is that, you know, here's my thing with Zach Wilson. Does he have the heart? Does he have, you know, the will? Does he have the ambition to even go and do this? I mean, some guys, they make their money and they're good. You know, they they, they don't really want to play. And you don't see guys like Tom Brady. He's already rich. The guys he that are obsessed with money. You know? He's already rich. His uncle owns Jet Blue. Guaranteed for you know first round pick, you, you get all that guaranteed money right away. You can do a lot right. of things with that money. But here's the thing: it's a matter it's it, it's a matter of pride. I love this one over here. Sports Club. Kurt Water played Arena League. Damn straight he did, and he was one Most of the best cash people out of the grocery ever. store. PJ Walker too. Yup. Right. So I so, mean, there there so, are plenty of avenues for this kid to take. If he 100% truly wants to be a football player, but he has got to do it and he can't be on the sidelines moping. He can't be, he can't be in the locker rooms or in the, in the room in the halls of one. Jet you know drive. who his situation is a little bit comparable to is Josh Rosen from Arizona with, with the way they Thank handle you. this situation. But Josh Rosen, when they, the whole draft process, because obviously it's the same year that we take Josh Allen. I didn't want Josh Rosen because I said to myself, this kid isn't invested in being the best quarterback in football. Well, he came right out and said, you know, this is like secondary to me. I already got I got money. I got all this. I got a degree, whatever. Mm -hmm. He didn't care. And that's yep. exactly what I'm saying here. Not every guy has it in them. They don't have that heart. You can't coach heart. And I just wonder if Zach Wilson truly has it. At times I see the dog in him, but not consistently. Right.
But we're not playing Sandlot football here. And that's, and that's the problem. Pags has got to go get set up his show for the Northeast, uh, for the NFC East show coming on right after this. Pags, I got one more thing for you. I actually heard on the radio today, going to work, that uh, maybe, uh, you know, uh, hurt might, Hertz might take a, a little time off to heal up a little bit. And they actually said, this guy actually said that your second string quarterback at this time might be playing better than Jalen, might be a better option than Jalen Hurts. I figured I'd throw that at you before you go. Well, when you listen to David Carr, uh, maybe that's what everything's going on with the Giants organization. Because when you listen to idiots, you have idiot results. So that I mean that's that's perfect. I heard him say it too. The guy's a clown. There's a reason why he the reason why nobody pays attention to him until he says idiot stuff. So I mean that's that's really that was stupid. Uh, I I had to I, I didn't know if you heard it now. I wanted to bring it to your attention. Uh, yeah, I, I heard it. I mean, we saw Mariota for two plays. You know what I mean? We yeah. he got in. You know, he's while well, he was getting through the percussion. Uh, the concussion protocol. He came back out. There ain't no way that we're gonna listen. We win the next two games. We clinch the N- we we clinch the NFC, and he's gonna have three days off or three games off. He's gonna hey. be very well rested. So I'm All not right. worried about it, not even a little bit. <laughs> All right, Pags. That's right after this, folks. Stay on a Roku channel. Follow us there, and, and NFC East will be on right after that. Pags, thanks for stopping in, buddy. Have a great show. Thanks, guys. I'll see you soon. Thank you. There you guys. The Philly sports guy, Jamie Paggs. Uh, always, always emotional. I, I love having him. In fact, I, I wanted to bring this up after he left because I know he would have a heart attack. So, as we all know, the security guard from the Philadelphia Eagles thought it was in best interest to go ahead and challenge a player as he was uh, tackling another guy, actually threw a punch at him. And, of course, over there, this guy, for some reason, is like a folk hero. I don't know why. A, a big, big security guy. It's Philly fans it's, around it's, you. That's the only reason why. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. He You're didn't want to leave the game. The he he literally no, thought he, he was not going to leave. Like, like yes. make me leave, yes, basically. So- He's a big Italian yeah. with that Eagles Italian, you know, shirt on too, out there with the security hat on. <laughs> right. So the only thing that so, was missing was the meatball sandwich in the left hand. <laughs> yeah, he could have hey, been oh, oh, you know, oh, you know? a calzone. <laughs> yeah, there you go, calzone, and you know, and, and, and you know, you guys are getting me hungry. Holy. A little, oh, a man. little laying a set, you know, a little laying a set in the other hand, and it would have been all set. But seriously. <laughs> Seriously, guys, a chief of security is, is there to protect mainly the head coach. He comes out at the end of the game, make sure there's no crazy fans jump him or or whatever happens there. Why did the why would the Eagles even have that guy next to that white line on the sidelines while they're playing football? I, I, I don't get it. So so I want to go around the horn here. Get your thoughts about this. To me, this is this is a crazy one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Apparently, he thought that Trey Greenlaw was a security risk. I guess so. I don't. I mean, I don't but know. as many times as players go on the opposite side and start stuff with other players, or find themselves falling into their, you know, starting lineup or whatever, you know, from a tackle or whatever. I just don't. I, I think it was just he wanted to be the star. He felt like he wasn't getting any camera time. He wanted everybody to know who he was, 
And Eagles fans, you know, vehemently backed him up because that's just how, how hot-blooded they are. And they they probably have shirts going around right now with his name and face on them. And they're going to be wearing them under their next, you know, their uniforms for the next game. I feel like he's like an unspoken hero now. Like no one knew who this guy even was. And now he's like a trending topic. Hey, but he did his job. Come in and get a player kicked out, right? That's it. Boom. Yeah, but he, he didn't want to leave. He felt like, no, you know, like he didn't do anything. Exactly. Sayonara. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I got nothing. So, so I, I really so do. CJ, I, got nothing. <laughs> I, I mean, you guys are you guys are laughing. You guys are laughing about this. Of course, you know he's going to get maybe suspended or fined. Unbelievably, oh, coming up, the NFL should. is going to be all over this. So, as he should. But you want to know something? Right. The, the, there, there are players within the Eagles organization that are going to go and they're going to pay that fine for him. That guy is not going to. That guy is not going to end up losing a dime. And you know what? For Christmas, he may he may end up with an extra ten grand Christmas bonus on behalf of the Philadelphia Eagles, saying thank you, you know, for 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 being a fan and for sticking up for us and the whole skit. So I'm I don't telling see you. him missing a game. I, I don't see them punishing him. Like it's kind of like the cameraman that Tyreek Hill is paying his salary. They got the band, you know, because it was a friend he knew or whatever. Took his took his phone, filmed him doing the the flip that he did in the end zone. And it feels like, okay, your press pass is gone. Um, Tyreek Hill comes forward, oh, I'll pay it. Or even yet, um, the elephant in the room that was breaking news four hours ago about Von Miller still being allowed to play, despite these um, very strong allegations of domestic violence. And even there were some images that were circulating on the internet. And so I kind of look at it the same way. If the bills are saying, hey, we're going to go ahead and let it play out in the justice system, then why would they suspend the security of the the Jets, excuse me, the Eagles, just because he got into it with, you know, a player that that actually looked like he kind of came over there. You know, he asked for it. It wasn't like the security guard ran out in the middle of the field or anything. The guy came, you know, on his turf, kind of like, you know, stand your ground. You're in your property and someone comes across, you know, in a threatening manner. The security yeah. guard thought he did what he had to do. I, I see you shake your head, Mac, but I'm that's saying like you're saying two different, you're two different things. <laughs> two different things. Two different things. You're talking about something that's outside, uh, outside the game, outside of, of of what they control. You're talking about something that's that has nothing to do yeah. with the with with the uh, with the field actions. This guy was actually, you know, you're not the coaches aren't supposed to go across the white line. He went there looking for it. He he grabbed the guy first. Which we all saw on video, mm-hmm. and then the other guy came in. Basically, I think he was trying to protect his 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 other player from this guy. So the NFL is going to take action. It was on national TV. There's no doubt they're going to take action about uh, on this. So <laughs> let's get to the let's get to the upcoming games. Sauce, who you got? Who you got coming up? And and what's your prediction? So we've got the Kansas City Chiefs, which obviously you know is going to be a. Uh, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a good matchup because the Bills do have at least some history with Kansas City, winning the last two regular season games against them, but of course losing their last two playoff matchups against them. But I think that the um, the fact that they at least have a history with them kind of at least gives them a shot in this game because I know a lot of people are obviously saying, "Oh, Kansas City is the better team," whatever, yada yada. But I I will always say this when it comes to the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen at quarterback and the guys that they have that when they play their best football, I don't really know a lot of teams that can beat them. And that's just when they're clicking on all levels. And I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen in the playoffs. I've seen it happen in the regular season. But right now, I haven't seen enough of that necessarily. But I still believe 
you have an opportunity right here to beat Kansas City. You beat Kansas City, then you have a little bit of confidence, you know, heading into the uh, game against the Cowboys. You still have the Miami Dolphins. You're still going to have the Alley Chargers. Uh, you're going to have the uh, Patriots as well, too. So the Bills have – they can write their own ticket as far as I'm concerned. And this is a team that does have late game – you know, late in the season experience, which I think when it comes down to the teams that make the playoffs and the teams that win their division – it comes down to having that experience later in the season as well as playing in the playoffs because it's just a different vibe in how you how you approach games and how you approach week after week. So I think the Bills have a shot here. Um, it'll be a, a good game, though. I definitely think so. So, And hey, you mentioned earlier, too, that Miami might have the uh, number one uh, seed in the AFC East uh, locked up, too. I, I don't necessarily know that. I looked at their schedule, too. They still have a little bit of a, a tough, a tough path ahead of them, too. So they still got to play the Bills they one do. more time as well. Yeah. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. Listen, I think you guys could beat Kansas City. To be honest with you, uh, Kansas City has Kansas City is having troubles on their own too. I mean, they're, they're having problems. They got maybe that young wide receiver that might be getting better. They got Kelsey. Uh, you still got Goddard out there. I don't. I haven't heard anybody was picking him up yet. The tight end that played. I mean, it's Hurts. Nobody's picked up Hurts yet. Uh, and 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 that would be interesting to see who gets them because there's a lot of teams in need of a good tight end. But listen, I think you guys got a real good shot against them. Who are the Jets playing this week, uh, CJ? Uh, the Jets are playing the Houston Texans, and I expect them to lose by 30. 30? <laughs> That's okay. He's, you know, we got to talk. We got to bring some happy information about the Jets. Well, <laughs> well, honestly, you want to know something? Really, the only bright spot about the New York Jets is the fact that our defense still continues to shell out and. The Jets have always been known for having good defense. And it, it's just a sin that we just have a championship caliber defense being wasted for yet another year in a row because we are just off, offensively impotent. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a systematic failure from the top down. And personally, if, if, now, mind you, this is my own opinion. I think I said this last night. If the Jets do not win another game for the rest of the season, I would not be shocked if they still decide to bring everybody back and run it back with Aaron Rodgers next year. But it would 100% shock me if they ended up 4-13, and that Woody Johnson just says, you know what, I've had enough, and cleans house. Joe Douglas is gone. Robert Sala is gone. The entire coaching staff is gone. And then you 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 strip it down to the studs again, and you you've already smashed the reset button. What another six seven times in the past decade? What's one more time? Yeah, I guess I I I guess you're right. I, you know, Sal is what in his is this his third year, right? If I'm not mistaken, right. This is his, his third year. year, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I love I, I love Robert Sal. I really do. But there are things about him that just make me feel like. You are better as a coordinator than you are as a head coach. Todd Bowles, for instance, okay? Todd Bowles won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator. He did not do squat as, as a head coach. There are this just- is also a coach, too, that, that's supposed to have Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback, but he's got Zach Wilson again, and we all have seen that Zach Wilson just doesn't have it. So, I mean, I think that personally, as a Bills fan, I have a lot of respect for Robert Sowell because I think that what he was doing with the Jets was doing – something similar to Sean McDermott with the culture and, and just changing yep. the way that you guys approach week after week and, and everything. And I thought the Jets, you know, you guys are still kind of in a way, in my opinion, overperforming at times. You guys put yourselves in situations to where 
you make a couple plays, you find yourself in a ball game, and that's with a really subpar quarterback, obviously. So yeah. I'm just saying, but that I could see that what you're saying too. The Jets could definitely go that route too. Yeah, they definitely yeah, I, could. I mean, definitely. you know, they've done they've done everything but burn one Jets drive to the ground. And you know what? I thoroughly expect that if they do in fact clean house, I'm going to petition that they need to burn one Jets drive to the ground. And just completely, yeah. just <laughs> completely start over. From we need to get a, a runway instead of you know one just drive. So that's right. that's true. That's exactly true. So Sonia, one uh, real quick back. We'll circle back to the Panthers here. I think I think you guys got a real good chance of winning this game. You got uh, Winston in there. He's quarterback, and he'll throw a touch and he'll throw an interception. He'll throw it. So so I, I think if your defense plays as is capable of, and the Panthers did have a real good defense. I still think it's there. I think you guys got a good shot at New Orleans. I would definitely take them to at least cover the spread. I think they might win it this week. I know uh, Pag sounded off about my pa- the Giants. I still think the Giants will cover and give them all they can handle. I don't know if they win or not. So, Sonia, we'll let it go with you last. What do you think? Do you think you guys can, can at least keep it close this game? I think we'll definitely keep it close. Like I said, it's an NFC South matchup. Um, however, I have to remember the back of my mind that the Saints is are like all competing for that number one position. Them, the Falcons and the Bucks have kept it one at the most two games apart the entire season. Um, the key thing to think about with us is the injuries that are on both sides of the ball, uh, whether or not people who have had like problems with feet and hands and things like that, including Adam Thielen, who rested up just himself. But Taysom Hill, who's had hand problems himself, and of course, Derek Carr is out with a concussion. Um, it'll be important to see whether or not those gentlemen actually play. That will be the key thing that takes us away. However, I think if the defense can carry us and keep points off the board and keep the offense of the Saints off the field, we have a chance. I definitely think it'll come down to the field goal. If at all, I don't see a lot of points being put on the board, but I'm definitely always banking on my Panthers. You did, you did also pick up an offensive guard that you signed. Uh, and uh, you also got a wide receiver, Michael Strachan, Strachan yes. side also. So maybe some offensive line help. Maybe some offensive line help, and maybe a receiver. Uh, Sauce, thanks for coming in. That's your new nickname, buddy. And I, I gave it to you. So thanks for coming in. Appreciate you too, Sonia. Love having you guys in. Subbing in from for our other ones, DJ. Always a pleasure having you on. Stay tuned for the NFC East uh, show coming up right after this. And everybody. 